be any day of the week, but for us, it was Tuesday on this, our 25th episode of the podcast. I'm joined here today by Travis Crane. Resident Evil 7's out. Christian Nunez. Video games are hard. And the scared John Gumpher. I am hollow. <laughs> the hollow is, uh, yeah, that's good. That's a good point. John's super hollow. John, why are you hollow? I'm playing Dark Souls too much. Too much? More than most people probably know. Oh, yeah? Uh, yeah. I've got I've got a version on Xbox and PC, and then yeah. the one I'm recording for the Android Dungeon. YouTube you're channel. you're in the middle of three different Dark Souls playthroughs right now. Yeah, say, they're all at about equal parts. <laughs> wow! Oh wow! The recording one is um, the farthest, but everyone else. Is... Do you think you're learning anything from playing those other two? Like, do you think it's it's helping you? Um, like, do you think do you see any things already that you would have done differently had you known? Yes. Okay. Are you playing them in order? What do you mean? He's, they're all One, two, three. They're, they're different playthroughs of the, the same it's, game. Yeah, it's all, oh, it's all the same game. The same game yeah. I, oh, I'm not exactly sure how I'm going to go about going on to the second or third yet, really. I don't know. You should at least check the third one out. This is really I good. mean, the yeah. The third one plays I'm, a lot better. I'm hoping all of that's the scenario. Yeah, because it So, half the reason I even signed on to do the uh, the puppet series that we're doing which is the whole reason i've uh, we've uh, uh like segued to this is to plug that there's a um, series on our youtube channel look at it yeah yeah seriously and it's it's pretty enjoyable i think i don't know good because i'm in it anyway um <laughs> dark souls dark souls 3 uh had really cool cover art and everything about it just looked really cool um and so i was like maybe i should get into the series ryan's been on about it for like half my life <laughs> so Maybe I should get into it. I don't know. That's kind of how he got me. It's just like, God damn it, he just keeps going on about this fucking game. All right, fine, I'll check it out. What? Yeah, you and right. it's really fun to kill stuff. It's really gratifying. I don't know. I'm, uh, it's good that you're playing uh, other playthroughs, too, because it's kind of like the Dark Souls effect. Once you go through an area, you're like, oh, damn, I could have done this, 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 yeah. this. Yeah, and uh, like <clears throat> when I first heard about the game, and the fact that, like, I think I saw Ryan play it. When you rest at bonfires that all the enemies come back, I, I really hated that. But now I'm like, it's almost as if you get to go through the whole area again and try and do it even cooler or even better, you know, and, like, take out all three of the dudes in one swing of your enormous sword. <laughs> the big sword. Um, Now that you've played some Dark Souls for the first time, would you consider it hard, like everyone says? Uh... If I had gone in blindly like I did, uh, like when I very first tried, I I don't. So technically, I did play the game, um, but I never made it out of the asylum because I never got past. I never got past that part. So I stopped playing it entirely and never even thought to go back. So I would say going into it with zero knowledge, without Ryan in my ear, I would say yes, it is hard. It's not like any other game. See, it's hard to get past that level of... Like, I, I was talking to Christian about this at work, Ryan, and maybe you can tell me if I'm right about it, but the the thing with Dark Souls is that it's hard, and then you figure it out, and it becomes not hard anymore because you figured it out. Well, I uh, I don't know if, uh, if a lot of... I don't think it's hard at all. Um, I actually love... Uh, I, I fell in love with those games, but maybe it, it didn't seem hard to me because I started with three. And that, that would seem to be, like, the easiest one to to start with, to pick up and, and go with. 
seeing how the uh, you know one or two are so much older. Right. Um, but uh, and I started with Bloodborne, which plays like a fucking dream. Yeah, I, I <laughs> so saw like, most of most of one. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't finish it. I don't remember <laughs> where I stopped. I think there was a city underwater, but that might be two. I don't. I get them. That's definitely so. in one. That's really far. If that's actually. Yeah, that's a. I I got to the point where I'm supposed to empty that area. Yeah, and I never emptied that area. That's, I yeah, would that's say end. anywhere from the beginning of the second half of the game to the very end of the second half of the game. I would say that this is around. oddly the experience I kind of want like i feel like a lot of games now um basically hold your hand too often too far which is kind of funny that i'm saying that considering i'm literally being walked through by someone who's played it <laughs> um but even though i'm not going through the original experience of learning all of it myself there are people that did and you know with the knowledge of this first game i might play the second and third one without help and try and actually get the full experience out of it i think a large limiting factor on a lot of that because like the learning comes after the i think that at least i think anyway the learning comes after the initial uh roughness of like especially if you're going in at dark souls one in a world Bash where bloodborne yeah well it's more more so like the controls are not they are definitely not suited to people who play video game like they're not like most other character action games or even other rpgs or any other game of a similar style i thought like, having very... attack on your triggers was so fucking weird and then <laughs> it just felt natural after a while <laughs> yeah like a lot of the stuff in that game is weird especially in the first one like you have to hold b to run and then hit it again to jump in the middle of a run is fucking maybe the one of the most they, asinine designs i've ever seen they brought that back in I bloodborne right uh, I, 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 I don't know they changed it in two and i thought that the that was maybe the only change in two that i like was super positive on was the jumping thing that's um, funny because i i like two the best out of all three of them really yeah did you play uh, two raw, or did you play Scholar of the First Sin when you played two? I played Scholar of the First Sin, but I don't. Uh, think I can I see ever, that. I never. I don't think I ever got into any of the DLC areas. Uh, well, Scholar is more uh, is less about like the inclusion of the DLC and more about the reworking of the original areas so that they make sense. Like even even just starting with Scholar uh, and just playing through the first couple um, areas of Dark Souls two, I was already like, this is a much better game than two was on launch. Yeah, I really, I really like that game. And that weapon bug is weird. That weapon bug is weird. super weird. Just to bring it back real quick to the weird controls, uh, you guys probably don't know super details about my gaming habits, but one of my things uh, like oh. I, <clears throat> I hate the most about games is the weird control system. It'll take me away from a game so fast. Like, I still haven't picked up a Witcher game because everyone always says they're super weird control-wise. There's just a delay on movement that I don't like in Witcher 3. I think they fixed it. But I just never yeah, ended up been, going back to it. Yeah, all the, all the stuff patched. we didn't like about Witcher 3 has all been fixed. We just have never gone back to check it out. Uh, it, it, I mean, chance. and that even goes to UIs as well. Like, I, I didn't really want to get into Arma or, for that matter, the DayZ mod. Because, like, any of the menus were super complicated. Yeah. I don't know. There's just... The, there are tiny things that if it's not easy just to get through, like, some of the base stuff, I, I don't want to play it i don't know yeah and i, I think, think it's that... natural and okay to be if you struggle with ui to be like this this user interface that i'm interacting with i don't enjoy it because that's like half a game for yeah especially that's, if that's a large a part of the game <laughs> but you're interacting with it for 80 percent even the ui 
That yeah. brings me back to my original point, which was like, I think that Travis, that learning you were talking about, that only occurs after you've become con- comfortable with the general control scheme. Like you can't, you don't really get that opportunity to learn how the game operates and to like really understand the AI until after you've gotten a grasp of how to fight it. And like that initial hurdle, I think is what stops a lot of people because the game just feels yeah. so unnatural at first. And, and then, for, uh, for being a fairly old game, the AI is actually pretty darn intelligent. Some like, of it I, is. I've some never gone pretty into exploitable. a fight. They're not dummies. Like but any shield, any, uh, any enemy carrying a shield, I've basically never gone into a single fight and felt like it was the same as the last time I fought a man with a shield. There's always something. They either move to the left this time or the right this time or come charging and then stop right in front of me. And it's like, ooh, you're not going to swing? Okay. I don't know. I just wanted to Very you interesting. Out. <laughs> like any other game, I could basically tell what an enemy's gonna do from wherever they are. And then I play Dark Souls, and it's like, boy, this guy's not even gonna move. Like he sees me, he knows I'm there, <laughs> but he's not gonna come over here because he wants me over where he's at. Undeniable that he is looking <clears throat> directly at me. Yeah. <laughs> Why is he not? He's waiting for me? his exact opportunity to fuck you up. Yeah, he's like, I see this edge. I'm on this edge. I feel comfortable here. I want you here <laughs> so you're uncomfortable. Yeah, and I think those games actually do a really good job of improving that throughout the series, and you see that reflected a lot in like the the faux PvP battles that the later games uh, introduce oh, a lot yeah. more frequently. They're in the first game, but they're much harder to get to, and I don't feel like you gotta it, do well, they... some stuff to get to those, right? Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. Uh, to, to trigger a lot of them, there has to be a lot of specific con- uh, conditions. Mo- the like primary of which is you have to be human for any of them to actually happen, and a lot of people play through the majority of that game as hollowed out, so they don't ever see a lot of that stuff. Stuff, but um in the later games are a lot more prominent and you can tell like the ai work they've done because some of those times where you have to fight like fake pvp people those fights can be really fucking stressful because they don't move like a normal enemy they're not predictable like a normal enemy and they don't they're not even predictable like a human would be predictable they're right sometimes way smarter than a human player would be the worst yeah, well, they're are... not gonna do stupid shit they're gonna do right. things that they know will work the worst ones, I think, actually are the hunters from Bloodborne. Those guys oh, are the worst. Yeah, those I guys are really them. hard sometimes. They're fucking hard. Especially and they'll throw, they... like, three of them in one room. They're like, all right, yeah, fight all three of them. Especially like... when they take over a campfire and you can't teleport back there. Because he's, <laughs> he's sitting on it. That makes me angry. I mean, even, like, the lowest level enemies. I, I don't exactly know what they're called in Dark Souls, but the, the dudes that are basically just not wearing any armor and have, yeah, like, the crude sword. Dudes. You know... I, I've killed a bunch of them, so I see them, and I'm like, oh, this is going to be super easy, and then I find out they're being controlled by a mage who's, like, buffing them crazy, and then they all come storming down a hallway, and I'm oh, backed up six part. feet from it's where, like you know, I initially them. see them, and it's like, well, this is terrifying, and then I die by them because I just don't know how Was it the me and my attack? giant sword is, you know, going to clear a hallway where I can't actually swing my sword because the hallway's too small, and there's so many flooding me. Is a whole thing. You should watch the series if if you're hearing this. Watch it. Because in the UI thing, in the first episode, you can really see me. Like Ryan will say, "Oh, go into your menu," and then I like I'll fiddle around for a minute because I'm not actually sure what button opens it. Whereas now it's like I'm just hitting everything, going there. Like I'm gonna, I'm there right as he's like saying it. That actually, that's a good, that's a good point because I, I realized. And yeah, go check out our playthrough on the, our YouTube channel, uh, the Android Dungeon on YouTube. <laughs> And uh, I didn't realize until I was we were doing this, like how much of that menu I had known. I know by like feel and not necessarily by how it looks. 
Like, I know yeah. where to look exactly when the menu is open to, like, know what the weight of an item is. But if, like, you asked me in one of those episodes, what's the icon for weight? I have no fucking idea. Like, I yeah. don't even, I, to, right now, even after having looked it up afterwards, I still cannot tell you what the, uh, the icon for weight is. But I know how to get I didn't to know it. I have an icon. It does. I think it's a little shield, yeah, if I'm being honest. But, uh, I think it's a shield with a feather. Yeah, it's like it's something that when you've played enough of those games, there's a lot of that stuff that you just commit to heart and you don't ever think about. Like, a lot of it just becomes muscle memory. And you, you just end up forgetting what it, uh, like what specific stuff looks like or where it's at. But uh, yeah, check out our playthrough, and that's, I guess, our, our little time on Dark Souls. Yeah, sorry to well, go on about it. Let's not step away from Dark Souls just yet. Okay. Oh, we have some news of Dark Souls, don't we? Oh, yeah, we do. That's shit. I had a fucking segue, and it was right there. It was right there oh, the whole right time, you guys. Let's go out and grab it. Like the man who invented the segue. <laughs> yeah. Uh, is that an actual thing that happened to yeah, him, or is that a rumor? Yeah, off a cliff. That's that did happen? Okay. Yeah. Did he die? Yeah, he's dead. Oh, cool. Okay. I mean, well, not cool, but, like, obviously, <laughs> that's comedy irony. gold. Real-life yeah. irony. You don't get it often. Yeah, there you go. Look that up. It's probably a thing. Uh, Dark Souls. There's fucking... So, Dark Souls 3 is the most recent entry in the series, a game we talked about at length on our Game of the Year podcast. Uh, it had a DLC come out last year sometime. I don't actually remember exactly when. Towards the end of the year. It was towards the end of the year. It was not uh, necessarily well received. Not a lot of... Uh, I didn't not... end up finishing it, which is weird, because usually I'm just eating soul shit up. Give me more. Now, give me... Give me yeah, it, it suffered from... Uh, and I think this is the first time in their DLCs where this has been really obvious, where, like, the Dark Souls team, and especially uh, the director has said, like, they don't... They don't really like working on DLC because they feel like the game itself should ship with everything that it needs in it. Like everything that is pertinent to the game should be in the shipped version of the game. So they don't really cut content out that to, so that they can hold it back for DLC. Which respectable. In the previous Dark Souls games, the way they've gotten DLC was by reutilizing content that didn't they didn't have time to finish or that they couldn't figure out how to work in properly, and then they've gone back and then reworked to make sense. Uh, and in Dark Souls 3, I think that that, like, style of content creation has never been, like, more apparent than in the first Dark Souls 3 DLC, where the, I think a lot of the enemy design is really good, and I think the boss boss fight in that, uh, the, there's basically two bosses in that DLC, and the, they're both pretty fucking good, the last one being uh, pretty incredible, like, one of the better bosses in all of Dark Souls 3, especially with the music, but... Uh, the rest of the DLC is kind of, like, lore and story contentless like there's not a whole lot there in those departments so i think a lot of people like went to it hoping to learn more about a specific area that is relevant to dark souls one and it just kind of like fell flat. or even just something completely out of the blue different i the, the painted world stuff is cool but i didn't necessarily need to revisit it well, it's not even. I mean, that's it's it's not kind the same of the thing. painted world, right? It's yeah, a no, it's not. It's a different painted world. It's a different yeah. artist and a different uh, like lore reason. But it's not like super well fleshed out in there, and there's not a whole lot of actual lore to get into. And in when it comes scene. to the first painted world, that was one of the more interesting narratively driven parts of the first game. Right, and that's like one of the coolest, and maybe one of the most difficult areas in the first game. An area that, for reference, John, we will probably avoid until after you beat the game. Okay. Hmm. Um, but I went it, through that early, I guess. Yeah, it's a. F I mean, the problem is if if you try that and you you can't do it, you're fucked. No. Oh no yeah, you get stuck there. Yeah. So, uh, 
anyway yeah people were interested in that for the the dlc of dark souls 3 and then it kind of like i said it fell flat so I, I don't think it left a lot of people unenthused about dark souls 3 dlc and now we have a trailer for their second and last dlc for dark souls 3 at least i think it's the last dlc for the game i think they only announced two could be wrong about that but i'm yeah, it's, pretty it's sure the that's the case one. yeah so uh that's coming out uh in march and we have a trailer to accompany it i think even just from the trailer we it already looks like far and away a, a lot more interesting than the previous one yeah well it, it's not a callback to anything is it i don't think so it uh from what i saw it's called dark souls 3 the ringed city and uh oh i guess it's is it the ring city or at world's end which one is the fucking one the of ring the, city it is the ring city okay the trailer is called at world's end and they give you a cool little cinematic trailer where you can check it out and yeah none of it looks like it is a callback to anything previously as far as i can tell which is a good which start. i didn't mind but it was just like yeah i want something crazy and new out of dark souls well expect that's... member berries from dark souls well that's yeah. what dark souls cool. 3 kind of was that's what i mean it probably, probably well, it's refreshing that that the new dlc isn't yeah, and it's like it's almost weird in the sense that like the Dark Souls One DLC is very much callbacky and reliant on uh, like playing on things you learn in Dark Souls. I think the Dark Souls One DLC is entirely uh, it's, it's called uh, something Artorias. I'm now I'm forgetting something of Artorias. Oh, man. Uh, oh fuck! Shit. Uh, <laughs> that that also yeah. might be one of the the reasons why I'm like, oh man, oh, it was, that's a high bar to live up to. And also the Bloodborne well, DLC was really fucking that's kind of my that's kind of my point though is that like dark souls one's dlc was very much the same kind of thing that dark souls 3's first dlc pack was except it was just it just happened to have more content in it in terms of like store or i'm sorry in lore uh uh impact but uh the dark souls 2 dlc was all brand new content and all fantastic stuff like i think the dark souls 2 dlc is easily the best part of dark souls 2 it's some of the best content in dark souls 2 and that kind of looks to me like the direction they're going for this newest dark souls 3 dlc it's going to be closer to what the dark souls 2 stuff was rather than what the dark souls 1 stuff was but the first dlc for dark souls 3 ended up being uh tantamount to and it was called artorias of the abyss for reference yeah yeah I, I never got to the dlc in dark souls 2 and it's not because i got tired of the game or i just didn't didn't you know just fell out of it it's because I had already put 60, 70 hours into it, and I had other games to play. Oh, yeah, and there's easily probably half that much, if not more, of that uh, that level of content throughout those three DLCs. Because they're like big to, fucking DLCs. I like to grind. I put a lot of time into those games. But yeah, that game's coming out, or I'm sorry, that uh, DLC is coming out in March, I think the, 20, was the 21st. I'm going to double-check this, but... I gotta finish the first DLC. Twenty eighth. That one. Uh, so it'll come out March twenty eighth. So if you already own the season pass, this is included in that. If you don't, uh, it's it'll be twenty five dollars separately. Ooh. Yeah, well, that's pretty hefty. Yeah, I think the first one was fifteen bucks. Yeah. You sure it's twenty five? I thought I saw it was fifteen. I'm look. I'm looking at the. Uh, I'm looking at an article here from RPGSite.net that lists it as twenty four ninety nine separately. Oh. Well, that's that sucks. Well, yeah, that's a lot. Uh, uh, but hopefully it'll be twenty four ninety nine worth of content. Like it'll be relatively. But if it's anywhere near the size of a lot of those Dark Souls two DLCs, then I think it'll easily justify the cost. But we'll have to see. From what they show in that trailer, it already looks like a bunch of weird new shit. But that's, that's a 
weird news shit is good. Our Dark Souls minute. So I guess we'll move on to <laughs> other news. A little bit longer than a minute. Uh, let's talk about Overwatch. 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 So uh, we get a new Overwatch event today, actually. And as of this recording, I don't think it's active, but uh, later today yeah. and uh, when you're listening to this, hopefully tomorrow on Wednesday when it launches, uh, you will be able to just turn on whatever device you play Overwatch with and bang, it'll be the new Overwatch year, the Rooster event. Straight to your, to your door. That's awesome, and I want to get back to it, but I want to do... Just can we? I'm reading an article here that says it comes out March 28th and is 14.99 itself, but is cheaper with the season pass. No, yeah, I, I thought I saw it was 14.99. This article says 24.99, but again, it's from a website I'm not super confident. Let's look up. I feel like you're confusing people because we were talking about Overwatch, and then you switch right on back to. I'm the sorry. Overwatch. I was like, I wait, had to see that. I, I pay 14.99 for Overwatch. Let's see here. Because that's from Game Informer, and I'm like, whoa. Well, I trust Game Informer way more than I trust RPGSite.net, so... <laughs> I just don't want to give false information. No offense, start, uh, RPGSite.net. Yeah, I saw it on IGN, but I, I can't find it. Uh, the Ring City, let's see here. Doop, 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 doop. I'm, I'm willing to believe that's $15. They, that would stick with their pricing scheme in the past. There's no listing for it on GameStop yet. But if Game Informer says fourteen ninety nine, I'm willing to believe Game Informer over RPGSite.net. What's weird is that they say it's cheaper if you bought the season pass. Shouldn't it just be free if you bought the season pass? Well, it is, but uh, right. I and think they mean cheaper total if you buy one lower both. price. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Because I think the season pass is twenty five, and each if they are both, if this one's fifteen, that would make them both thirty. Maybe that's what that site means. Maybe they're talking about the season pass as twenty five. Oh, okay. My bad. I didn't mean to go back to that. No, it's watch. Fine. Overwatch, I'm excited for this holiday event. What is this holiday event? For a person that doesn't play Overwatch, in case they won't play Overwatch, what's the Year of the Rooster? It's heavily, well, yeah, I mean, the Year of the Rooster is just, like, the holiday. Right, but why have an event for it is what what the answer I'm trying to get. Oh, I think there's not actually a satisfying answer for that, because they'll just have an event for whatever. It was, right. it, this is literally an excuse to make costumes, which is, I think is most Overwatch events. Also, uh, they said that they were really happy with what they did in the first year and what they want to do in the next year is surprise people with events they weren't expecting. I guess this is one of them. Well, uh, I, mean, I wasn't expecting it. But that being said, it also does seem like possibly a capture the flag game mode. Is there any confirmation? <gasps> yeah, uh, I don't think so. It's it was hinted at. I don't know if there is or isn't. I, I haven't. Most of the stuff, it, most of the info we have from it has come from leaks, but there is a launch trailer that is out uh, that I will watch in the background here real quick. But yeah, well, it's, basically, oh, this in is it, at one point, there's um, a scene where Tracer has a flag behind her. So it, it, it's loosely, I, I like, I could be wrong in that, but that would be it's... really cool because each new event has usually some kind of um, game mode that drops with it, right? Tracer pictured with a flag saying, this objective is mine, or the objective is mine. The objective is mine! Sorry, I didn't do it. Oh yeah, okay, so in this, so there is a leaked Spanish launch trailer that shows her carrying a flag, being killed by Roadhog, and dropping the flag. And then there is more of uh, a Winston carrying a flag. This looks, yes, like a capture the flag. Potentially a neutral. Yeah, I don't think you could do it the other way, to be fair. I agree. The maps probably wouldn't 
allow just, for it. Like, yeah, allow for it. But that's, that's awesome. I fucking love Capture the Flag. So I think, flag. yeah, I think it'll be really interesting. And that game really needed a Capture the Flag game mode. So it did. So uh, yeah, that that comes out today uh, as of this recording. So by the time you're hearing it, it's already out, and you can go play it. But uh, there are a bunch of. Like I said, they're leaked costume designs now, but by the time this makes air, they will all be known. They look really cool from what I've I don't seen. really want to see anymore. I saw the Mai one for the promotional art, and then I'm like, all right, I'm good. I'll, I'll see them when I get to play the event. Okay, that one's pretty good. Uh, what else? Oh, uh, and that runs through February 13th. So that starts today, yesterday, as of... I wonder if they're going to run event to event, because that's oddly close to Valentine's Day. Think they're gonna have a Valentine's Day event? I mean, if they're gonna have Year of the Rooster and then not have Valentine's Day, come on. Maybe they don't I mean, need people to remember really Valentine's Day. <laughs> I don't know. Destiny had a Valentine's Day event, so they're fucking. Garbage. What does that consist of? Not this year. <laughs> uh, I'm pretty sure Bungie already came on and said they're not having a Valentine's Day event for. Uh... Man, that's that's. Imagine they're not gonna have talking about many more Destiny. events for Destiny. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't care, but it was actually conceptually not not awful. You got extra XP if you played with. Uh, I I don't remember what the specifics were, but I think it was like another gender player or something, which is cool. wrong. But whatever. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> there's a lot of things to unpack there that we're just not going to get into. Yeah, I was going to say there's <laughs> a lot of things we can dig into. Yeah, that's the, there you go. That had a Valentine's Day event. There may be one for Overwatch. Um, I trust Blizzard that if any company could go event to event like that, it would they would be capable of it. They are kind of the experts at that shit. Yeah. Plus, it's not like I mean, not to disregard the uh, the capture the flag mode, but it's not like their events are. It doesn't seem they're that that they are that content heavy. Uh, yeah. sometimes they are like that. The Halloween one certainly was, and also uh, the my snowball fight stuff was really weird but cool it was really weird but cool but i can see like none of that stuff seems like it they're not necessarily creating new maps or like all the right. like uh, models and stuff they are reworking costumes and things like that yeah but I, I feel like most of their work is spent on costume design yeah i think I, I, my point is like I, I can conceive them being capable of going from event to event like that and not having too much issue all at one is a saint patrick's day one you know boy <laughs> do you want that yeah because Thorbjorn as a leprechaun is just hilarious. Yeah, hilarious. <laughs> People would love that. People would I, love I, that. I would, you don't I would even. Not, I would be okay with that. that. People would love. That. <laughs> I, I'm gonna let that go. <laughs> Moving on, we got. Uh, let's talk about Gabe Newell. Can we not? <laughs> no. <laughs> He's kind of my arch nemesis. Nemesis what? at this point. He's created everything you love. And then took it away. Because take Valve away. doesn't want to have any structure to it. Yeah. I mean, that's... Because why, why focus on a singular project? I hear they have a nice pipeline. They whenever. do what they gotta do to make it work. They I'm don't not, make games I'm not anymore. acknowledging that joke. They, oh, maybe, maybe they don't make... Maybe I'm bitter. Maybe... So let's talk about this Gabe Newell thing. Gabe Newell did an AMA on Reddit, which for the uninitiated means ask me anything, and people did. Uh, we learned... First and foremost, I think this has been talked about last week. I, I just want to get this on the table since it's like on headlines everywhere. Gabe Newell has a lot of money. It came out oh, in the yeah. AMA that he's worth like four point four point X billion dollars with a B. It's a lot. A lot of money. It's a lot of knives. Those steam steam bucks. 
Yes, all them Steam Bucks. All them hats. <laughs> Directly to games. not games they're not making. So let's talk about the games they're not making. So people asked him, <laughs> um, other than his, uh, his ridiculous wealth, people asked him about the games that Valve are working on. And this comes from, uh, from a Eurogame article, which they're just quoting the Reddit AMA, which you can find. I think it's still up on Reddit if you want to Google that. But uh, the, the question was asked, any chance of a new IP that takes place in the Half-Life Portal universe? And Newell's response was a simple yep. Uh, followed with, uh, is uh, Valve working on any fully-fledged single-player games? Uh, which, Val- which Gabe just replied with, yes, all of his answers were relatively the thing is what we know of how i mean we don't know everything about how valve works internally but what we do know is that yeah those projects could be happening but right now they could not be that's true yes the way they just drop projects most of the way uh, most of our like insight into how valve operates comes from a a leaked handbook that got out a few years ago kind of like breaks down their corporate structure and it gives some, uh, it gives a little bit of knowledge as to why Half Life Three may have not ever come out, which is like Valve doesn't. If you have... really want to do a deep dive on Half Life Three, Andrew Reiner wrote an amazing yes. article on Game Informer that I do want to plug because it is really good. It and is it really made me really okay excellent. with no Half Life Three. <laughs> yeah, I was like, all uh, right, fine. There's a lot happen. of reasons behind why that came, why that will probably not happen. But yeah, that's a really great reference point is Andrew Reiner's expose on that. did a lot of research on that like hunted people down to interview them but like the the takeaway here is that we know we have because of that leaked handbook we have to know like valve doesn't really work in any type of corporate structure they don't have uh they don't have like dedicated teams working on dedicated things that they have to work on from the day to day people kind of just do what they want and it works for valve or at least it has it's kept them in business obviously i mean it's i think steam works for valve more yeah, than anything else that's that's true but they have no like there isn't there doesn't appear to be any internal pressure to get any one <laughs> project fin- finished at any time so <laughs> what's the matter which is why when i hear they're like oh no internal pressure valve. <laughs> internal pressure yes when i hear him say things like yeah we're working on stuff i, I completely dismiss it yeah, because it could mean yes. I mean, it's probably not a lie. They probably are working on things, yeah. but the, the when that thing lying, will get just... finished is up in the air. Or, or if, if it will, will ever get yeah. finished. They don't have a lot of leaks. Please stop. Please stop. <laughs> the last thing we have from uh, Gabe Newell is uh, a question asked if he was uh, if they were interested in making anything for the Vive, and uh, his reply was slightly longer this time with a yes we think VAR is important as a tool for interesting games. So, get ready for that. Dota Hat viewer in VR. But <laughs> like, I think people take people took that answer of like, are they working on a new IP placed in the Half Life Portal universe, and like, are they working on it now, and is it single player focused as a good thing? Whereas like, I don't want to actually see any games in that universe that aren't Half Life Three. Like, I don't care. Yeah, I you don't want to care. Not really. They like, left. Half-Life Episode 2 on the biggest goddamn cliffhanger in video game history, probably. And it's just never gonna happen. We're never gonna get the end of that story. Which is maybe why I'm so fucking... I think the last thing I want is more tangentially related stories in that universe. Right. Like, like Portal's fine because it's its own... I think it stands on its own thing, and I actually prefer to think... Like, I know Portal's in that universe, but it's fine. That game holds up... it, It didn't have to be. It was totally mm-hmm. fine on its own. Uh, yeah. 
I don't know that a Portal 3, I don't know, I don't know. Like, if you would ask me after Portal 1 came out, if I wanted a Portal 2, I probably would have said no too, because the game was so perfect. I think you did. Yeah. And that's it. it, The other thing is, like, maybe that is working for them, and maybe, because all the games they do release, or did release, because they haven't released anything in, like, a while, all the games they have released, just, they knock it right out the fucking park. But there are people who do that, the developers that do that, without like, oh, well, I mean, it's not really working out, so we'll just throw this project. There's dedicated, like Rockstar and Naughty Dog, they are consistently good, if not great. I just don't understand why Valve can't do that. I mean, they don't, I mean, not every studio is the same, and we know that they don't work the same way, and it's not... What's that? I just want Valve games. I just want, I, I understand. want to make games again. <laughs> I mean, you are disregarding the fact that they people are in that studio working on Dota 2 every day. Like, that's still a huge market for them. And, like, despite the fact that you may not like that game, they did just patch that game to change it in, like, to change its entire structure just recently. Like, they did a huge amount of work to that game. Isn't Steam in itself, like, doesn't somebody have to be, like, continually running it, like, keeping everything locked down? I mean, yeah, they, they probably have a team. They're different. Yeah, they're, I think those are different team. departments. Yeah, but it's still something you got to prioritize over a new game because it's something literally getting dealt with every day with new games. And yeah, but those are everything. regardless; those are probably different people. Your Valve, though, like I just I don't get it. I I'm not in the studio, so I don't understand how it works. You're also, right. Also, Left 4 Dead wasn't mega great. I think it wasn't perfect, awesome. but the first Left 4 Dead was really good. The second uh, one, maybe, all right, you the can second. make that argument for. I would, yeah, I would not, I would not uh, propagate tales of the second one being good. First one, though, solid. The first one was great. How about that Evolve? <laughs> How about that Evolve? Moving on, we got, uh, that's pretty much all, I mean, he had a lot to say in that AMA. You can go check it out yourself. Again, he's got a lot of money, so that's cool. But, uh. That that's pretty much all we have on the gaming front. Uh, in other news, we got Tekken Seven delayed until June. What? Which is uh, actually almost a good thing. Like, not that it was delayed necessarily, but that uh, the reasoning is good, and that we have a fucking release date finally is good. Tekken Seven, uh, for anyone who's been following it, has not had an American release date uh, pretty much ever. I feel like I've been hearing about Tekken Seven for like a year now. Yeah, yeah, that's because that it's way. been out in Japan for like two uh, years now. Oh, it's okay. been out in Japan in arcades. So the version that they're actually releasing in the U.S. called Tekken 7 is actually Tekken 7 fa- uh, Faded Retribution or Final Retribution in Japan. It's an expansion pack. It's like an expanded version of Tekken 7 in Japan that's just coming to the U.S. as Tekken 7. And, I mean, Tekken fans have just been kind of waiting patiently to play it because there hasn't been anywhere to do that outside of tournaments and, like, special events. Hmm. Now we have Harada saying that they are finally ready to release it on the 2nd of June this year. And he actually had some some words to say about why they pushed it back. And it's mainly because uh, they looked at other fighting games that were released last year. Uh, he didn't name any specifically. <laughs> I was going to say, did he say that? Exactly? He did not. He didn't say the name of a fighting game, but he did say he looked at other fighting game launches last year and how they were not well received due to lack of content and maybe like poor launch support. <laughs> Trying and to think they, of what he might have been talking. Yeah, I don't know. Nothing no, really seems to come to mind. Definitely no nothing that we did a video on on the YouTube channel. Yeah, definitely not. 
but I mean, despite the confusion, uh, they basically what he said was that they wanted to make sure that the game was content complete when it came out in June, and that like it would appeal to all their entire the entirety of their audience, like not just the the hardcore fans and or the the tournament goers. Like it would actually have something there for everyone who likes Tekken. So is Eddie Gordo in it? I don't know. I don't, has out. Eddie Gordo been One, in the game? What, I'm out. In like the last three games. I think, I well, they have like 40 character rosters, right? Yeah, a lot of the characters in Tekken 7, I think, are new to Tekken 7, too. But Probably like oh. the corpse of Eddie Gordo. Zombie Eddie Gordo. Yeah. <laughs> Eddie Zombo. He died in 5 or whatever. <laughs> I don't fucking know. Don't quote me on that. I know nothing about Tekken anymore. <laughs> someone throws Zombie someone in a volcano at some point. I Don't even try to understand Tekken lore. Fighting games, right? Do not even begin. But yeah, we finally have a release date. I think that's the best news to come out of the story, is that we actually have a definitive release date. Despite the fact that it's in fucking June, um, it's still, like, I think, I think, like I said earlier, is the reasoning is good. They don't want to, they don't want to be the next, I, there's really no other way to say this other than they just really don't want to be Street Fighter. They just really don't want to be Street Fighter. Yeah. Which is a good thing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you look at the fuck around that's gone about with that whole situation for the last year, you can see why people would have their apprehensions about releasing it's fighting It's a game. little baffling, though, that it's been out for a year and they're still afraid of that, though. For well, two years, I, I think their Japanese audience, like, they trust their Japanese audience to play and not, like, to just want to play the game on a competitive level. Like, it's different there. There's uh, not... Yeah. The, the casual... Is it only in arcades there, or is it out on consoles there? I believe it's only in arcades. I could be wrong. I think it's only in arcades. Otherwise, people would be importing versions of the console. That was my next question. I was like, aren't people, wouldn't people be importing this? Yes, they would. But yes, I think it's only, it's only in arcades. So go uh, to Japan, steal an arcade can. <laughs> a lot of people have gone to Japan just to play it. I can, I can believe that. There's a lot of rabid Tekken fans out there. And I'm not coming down on them. Tekken's a great game. I played Tekken 3. I played that demo a lot. On that demo that three Everyone's a fan of something. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what are we fans of here? Star Wars? Eh, it's alright. What is Star Wars? Okay. <laughs> so know that. <laughs> Never mind. Not fans of Star Wars. Moving. He's the last Jedi! Who's the, the last, last Jedi? Jedi? Who is the last Jedi? Tell me who the last Jedi is. Aren't, aren't there several Jedi? No, we does see this is the discussion we got into last night that lasted like three so we'll hours. So we'll for anyone who may not know, which I find like almost a statistical impossibility that if you're listening to this podcast you don't know this already. But they announced the new tr- uh, title for the next Star Wars movie. I've never clicked on anything faster. <laughs> <laughs> new Star Wars movie gets a new title. Click immediately. <laughs> yeah, and it's the and Last Jedi. Know. So uh, actually, out Christian. Since uh, you have the most input on this, can you break down the basically what they saw, what, what they give, what they've given us? Uh, there's a there's a new title for it, The Last Jedi. Uh, Star Wars is in red on the poster, which uh, has only occurred in the third movie of every slot um, of of the last six movies that have come out. So, uh, so it was in. Uh... I think Return was it. it was Return in red? Sex. Yeah, because it was originally Revenge, right? Yeah, and then uh, why can't I remember what Episode Three is called all of a sudden? Oh, uh, because those movies we didn't we didn't really watch those movies all that much. Revenge um, of the Sith. Yeah, I think it is called Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. Is it actually? I get the confused yeah, with the original title of or of Return of the Jedi. Right. 
Because Revenge of the Jedi is way cooler yeah. sounding. Yeah. Okay. But also kind of redundant or ironic or... I don't know. Yeah. Doesn't make any sense. Jedi but yeah, those, those two not... movies are Go in ahead. red. Like, their, their titles are in red. So it's kind of weird that they that they uh, put this one in red. Um, this is obviously alluding to somebody being the last Jedi. The Jedi could be single and plural. What exactly do you mean that they, the other thirds were in red? Like, the, the titles for... Uh, Revenge of the Sith and Return of the Jedi were also in red. Like the Star Wars, the lining that is normally yellow is in red. That's what I mean. Hmm. And it's it means something. They wouldn't just do it just to do it. I mean, it. They it could, that something. could mean something or it could mean nothing. Well, I'm it trying to think what parallels, parallels can we draw between Revenge of the Sith and it was, Return of uh, the Jedi? In both those movies, it, it, see, in Re- Revenge of the Sith, it was... Anakin turning completely turning from the good uh, from from the light side to the dark side, and in uh, Return of the Jedi, it was um, Darth Vader again switching from the dark side to the light side at the end of the movie, which you can't do. Uh, your guys would probably argue that you know he never switched to to the light side, but oh, he became he a Force Ghost, which means he did. You can't be a Force Ghost. At the if end of that movie, he does the complete sit. turn. He throws Palpatine down that big shaft. Correct. So yeah. in both those movies, it was a big, there was a big turn. So, but they were also ends of their trilogy. Correct. That's why. That's that's why. Well, I'm I mean, I think that's it, why it's it sticks out. It's more hot. Yeah. It's, yeah. yeah. If, okay. Because if they had done this on the third movie, that the the correlation would be obvious. It's like, oh, all of the third movies are in red, but this is not the third movie in this trilogy. It's the second. Which... Well, there's, there's a whole, there's a whole lot of, of, there's a whole lot of shit that's been coming about it, about these movies. It's, it's just I don't say anything to you guys because how you, how uptight you guys are about spoilers, and I don't, I don't feel like getting you guys pissed at me because I decided to talk Star Wars. Which... I don't think anything's necessarily a spoiler, a spoiler now, unless you come out and like, hey, I read the script online. Here's what happens. <laughs> well, lots, the, lots of people are saying a lot of those have leaked, and I have read some of them, and. They don't all. They don't seem good enough to be a Star Wars movie. Uh, but in a few, in a few interviews, um, Adam Driver, who plays, if you don't know, he plays Kylo Ren. He says that in Episode Eight, the thing he is most excited to show everybody is Kylo Ren's huma- humanity. Now, if Kylo Ren is on the path to the dark side, he should have damn near no humanity left. So if he's showing us humanity, we know he's going to show us his humanity in this next movie. The reason I keep saying that Kylo Ren will be the last Jedi is because I think in this movie, we're going to see him switch from the dark side to the full light side. And it'll be all of them fighting against Snoke. Who I don't, I don't think he had a theory, too, that he was actually a double agent or something. He could well, be. Like, well, I, here, I, I don't know. You I don't see m- how that's conceivable if after he's killed Han. I no mean, spoilers okay. for. I, I, I didn't. <laughs> I share with you guys how I felt about that scene. I don't think he killed Han. I think Han killed Han. Han is the one who activated that lightsaber, not Kylo Ren. It just seems he seems too shocked. <laughs> he, yeah, he he. Who seems too shocked? Han Solo. That no, he Kylo Ren seemed shocked when it happened. I mean, Kylo Ren also say wide. something like evil after he does it. I think he no, just says he thank you, which is actually yeah. quite accurate. Okay, I'll have concept. to rewatch. I'll have to rewatch. He it. says Either thank way, you. 
is there not is there not a concept even more simple than this that we're gonna maybe see a little bit before like is it so crazy to think we're gonna see some time before when Ben was younger and well, I'm he's sure training in, with Luke and I'm sure some at type that of point is is basically being told he's going to be the last Jedi. Like is that not I don't think that would be I don't think Luke would ever say that, first of all. Like I don't think there would ever be a reason why he'd be like, Well, well, you're the last one. Definitely not but, gonna try to train anymore. Like that's no, the no, whole no. thing. It, it more like in, in the plural sense. Like we are the last of the Jedi. Oh, We're the last Jedi. Well, I think because it, I mean, primarily because the movie's not called The Last of the Jedi. It's called The Last Jedi. Yeah, like, the well, it last still Jedi. works. The Jedi no, it doesn't. Like, it doesn't, that doesn't support a pluralization. Like, that literally, The Last the Jedi, Jedi does is not. plural, and yeah. Jedi is singular. I don't know. Right? You're saying, if I said The Last Jedi stood together holding Hands. humanity I think you would have together. to say The Last of the Jedi for that to be grammatically correct. I don't correct. think so. I think Jedi is plural in I, Star Wars canon. Yeah, they I think talk that about it is, but I, I'm not saying it's not. I'm saying, I'm saying your sentence structure is not, like, that's not correct. I don't know, because I'm not a fucking linguist, but... I don't know. Either way, uh, I, I don't... I, it's just... I, I feel like it's too on the nose I, of the title for some I don't... I don't think that, they, they, that they're making these well, movies as, as just a fan service, because if... And what I mean is, if, if they're just going... if we we pretty much already in our minds we we all have a way we we know we kind of know how episode eight is gonna go we we kind of feel like because the first one was so was so close was so close to a new hope we're all thinking that this one is going to be um like a fuck what was a empire the, 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 the empire movie. movie i don't i don't think that at all <laughs> i also I, that was actually my the one thing i said when i came out of the first one was i i appreciate how close it was and how safe it was but i kind of want the other two to not be as safe also i don't think force awakens was as like cookie cutter as everybody seems to think you it have is. that opinion but i'm not getting into that argument now because it's much it's much uh, larger than than the last 20 minutes we have yeah. even if kylo ren were to switch why would he be the last jedi luke and possibly ray still exist well, see, and uh, Ray is who, probably going to get trained by Luke. At the same time, who who says a person is a Jedi? Like that—that's another argument we had last night. The last Jedi, yeah. probably. But well, yeah, like Luke. What's the qualification for? Was yeah, he... like where does that happen? Like where? Who qualifies you as Jedi? He goes. You're him. a Jedi now. Well, that's it. well, the whole thing was broken apart. Like, technically, no one. Like, it's anarchy at this point for Jedi's because he's the only thing left with. It's existence that we know of, yeah? Maybe they're referring to someone else. Someone that we haven't seen yet. I mean, it could just be... And John, I want to bring it back to a point where, like, you said about the, the titles not being as, like... In the past, the Star Wars titles have pretty much been on the nose. Like, they haven't... There hasn't been a lot of subtlety in their titles. In The Force Awakens Crawl, they refer to Luke as The Last Jedi. I'm not else. I don't necessarily just think... I don't think that, uh... How do I phrase this? I don't necessarily think that Luke being the last Jedi is outside the ballpark of reality. Like, I, it could just be a simple thing of like, well, we're titling this the Last Jedi because this is the story of Luke training Rey, and it gives some backstory on what Luke has been doing when he was considered the Last Jedi. Man, I'm what telling I do you, want I, out I of think Rey has already cool had some training. training. I'm sorry, we can't, we can't do that. Go ahead and talk, Joe. <laughs> I want dual training scenarios though. 
I mean, you expect Snoke to get up and train Kylo Ren? <laughs> yes. I don't see that. I don't think that's going to happen. I also want to see Kylo Ren as a type of character who's ready to accept more training at this point. Well, he's going to get it whether he's ready for it or not. At the end of Force Awakens... He's going to get it or he's going to die. <laughs> he said, yeah, he said to go get Kylo. We need to finish his training. That's true, yeah. Oh, and we, we can't go too deep on it. I just thought of something crazy that would be really cool, but it's it, we can't Star Wars podcast. So. Man, okay. So, shit. I do want to keep talking about it, but there is a lot well, of... I'm, I know one way it could be called The Last Jedi. If my, if my Mace Windu theory is right... Then Snoke is the last Jedi. <laughs> I was, I was what if, say something. <laughs> the like, thing oh, that, thought, the that popped in my head was, what if um, Kylo Ren says something to Vader's helmet, where he's like, show me again. What if what if Anakin is the last Jedi, as in the last Jedi, to, I don't know, attempt <laughs> to talk to Kylo Ren? And he's like, all right, you're going to have to do some really awful stuff, but you'll be cool in the end. It'll be fine. I don't know. You're saying, like, what if Vader has been influencing... Yeah, what if he's gonna get trained from the Force Ghost of Vader, which is Anakin, because he, I guess, went to the good side, right? So Yeah, what if I'm not he's... actually convinced that you have to be... Like, I'm not saying that he didn't, because I definitely believe that he did convert at the last moment, but I don't actually think there's any, like, rules saying that you have to have actually accepted the light side to become a Force Ghost. I thought that was like I don't yeah, think I thought, the, I thought that the was training a, that Yoda goes through at thing. the end of Clone Wars is very like it's not purely good or bad. He communes with like five like the five beings of the four. It's really weird, but it is a cool fucking episode. Well, I mean, the only reason I say that is because, and I know it's not canon anymore, but I know a lot of the stuff is based on stuff that's not canon anymore. The the Book or of the Sith be. has a lot of the the lot of the old ancient Sith masters like dealing with death and like immortality and the afterlife and a lot of them came really close to achieving that if not achieving if more immortality. It seems like it, it seems like it's just a a, a very it's real probably mastery the over level the Force. Of, yeah, it's a, just complete mastery of the Force. It seems like becoming one with the Force, not necessarily like becoming ah, one, yes. with one side of it. Like it would more. be really interesting to see Force Ghost Anakin teaching Kylo Ren and Luke teaching Rey. I'll stand with you on that, Travis. I think. Well, my well, training that is who's the happen. bad guy in that scenario? Because if Anakin's training Kylo Ren, like uh, presumably he would want him to not fuck up the person that he right. ended up caring about. So, right. like, he would I obviously want him to be. And that's why it could be the double agent type thing, where it's like you have to get in to the worst side dabble in this because then you can do the most good at the best i mean had ray and finn not stopped them though they would have continued blowing up planets it doesn't seem (laughs) yeah Yeah. last night when i was uh i was sitting here and i'm thinking and this this what i was thinking is completely out of is just completely nuts i was like i had a thought what if luke is snoke what if that's that's not really (laughs) Snoke, and it's just like a projection. We don't know how powerful Luke is. What if he could just project that? Well, my issue with that is like for that to be the the cat like the case, he's committing to literally yes. murdering millions and of that's, people. And that's that's where kind of my shit fell apart. I'm like, well, yeah. no, and that means Luke would be responsible for killing. He also seems not just a planet, up. a whole system. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's <laughs> he did seem really broken up. I mean, it's not like Kylo Ren pulling the trigger. Of those planet destructions. 
It seemed like he had his very own plans specifically, and it, yeah, I, I don't know. Vessel was I feel just... like there's definitely a, a we could see a there. a altar of Kylo Ren's personal plans where he actually ends up just trying to fight Snoke or something. Eh? <laughs> I don't know. I, like, I don't want to stay I, on Star Wars too long, but yeah, it's, I mean, all fine. everything is speculation at this point. But that's I, I actually think I still think Finn is force sensitive. I would agree I with can't. you. I don't like my. I mean, my, I always thought Han about. was at least slightly force sensitive. Well, he. I mean, Leia is. And well, like, that's, that's why. I, I mean, but that doesn't make Han. Han has no ties to it. But doesn't I think, matter. It's like, just it's, uh, in in Force Awakens, Snoke. Snoke, when Snoke and Kylo Ren were talking, and he said, "Have you? Uh, there was an awakening. Have you felt it?" That was way before, um, uh, Ray has. Have you? You know, even showed that she was force sensitive. Yeah, like, but we, we didn't all... show anything that proved he was force sensitive. He broke away from the Empire. Is true. He just had the will to escape the Empire, though. I mean, <laughs> because like... it was some bad shit. <laughs> When's the? I mean, I mean, I guess. A lot of stormtroopers were raised from birth to just believe that it's, the Empire no, was specifically. Were specifically the ones in Force Awakens were all raised from birth, right? Not just raised from birth; they were taken from their families. And I mean, he had right. friends. Like the thing that he just—I think I completely chalked that up to he saw what it was like, and he had a moment of clarity where he didn't want. To be that anymore then how can they how can they sense an awakening before an awakening happened because we don't know when that awakening happened we're not could have come from luke like, yeah it could have came from luke maybe wrong, luke compelled though. finn i mean it could have came from finn Mandalore. i'm not saying you're wrong but i just i'm not saying that i have an answer for that line specifically either there's a lot let's let's move past Star Wars. what else we got <laughs> Boy, uh, shit. Uh, Star Wars. <laughs> We're um, expecting such a hard cut. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of stuff. Uh, nothing, none of which I want to talk about anymore. If than we Star don't Wars. do a hard turn, we'll just keep talking about Star right. Wars. Yeah, we can't, yeah, we can't right, fade fine. off this. We're gonna have to. Hard the last cut. Jedi comes out in December. Check it out. There's a trailer. No, there's not a trailer. It's just most like it. <laughs> words. Check out the trailer. I'm not that. saying uh, I'm not. I'm. I'm not saying I'm right or wrong because this is really bothering me. Now I'm not saying I'm right or wrong. I'm just trying to keep people's minds open. Um, yeah. And it's just—it just feels like it just constantly everything I said. No, that's not happening. This is what's happening. It's like, no, come on, man. We I didn't have, give you an altered. I didn't give have, you a, a counterpoint I mean, to that. I said I, I think would, I, I countered my own points. It's all up in Cloud City. Cloud City. What else we got? Yes, uh, I'm trying to figure out what other. Yeah, I know. I just don't know what else. There's like no other news that's like anywhere near on the level of Star Wars. Um, a fucking there's a division patch. Um, you guys want to look at that? They added a new game mode to Division. It's like uh, structured boo. multiplayer, 8v8. Boo, who cares, boo? I tried, <laughs> I, I tried to go back to the Division. I couldn't. I played like yeah. 10 minutes of it and put it down. I have Xbox games for February if you want them. I have that, yeah. We can do that if you want. Let me get through the rest of these. We'll end right. on that. Um, Got uh, let's <laughs> Rapid fire. Uh, there's a new 3DS Pikachu edition coming out in February. You can play 10 hours of Andromeda on EA Access four days before the game releases. Lego City and Lego Worlds are both coming to the Switch, so if you're excited about those, you can play them on the Switch. Um, Banner Saga 3 has its Kickstarter started. They funded Banner Saga 2 via Kickstarter, so now you can fund the third one if you like the second one. Or even if you didn't, I don't know. Fuck you. Uh, Pay for it. 
to interrupt yeah. you real quick, uh, more Switch news. I am Setsuna was uh, was definitely confirmed as launch uh, a launch title. Oh yeah, I did see that. I don't have it on here for some reason. Uh, oh yeah, while we're talking about Switch news, um, Setsuna was confirmed. Resident Evil was confirmed to not be on the Switch. There will be no Resident Evil on the Switch. As what? Far as... I'm so shocked. Yeah. As far as Capcom is concerned right now, they said they have no plans to bring it, which doesn't mean that it'll never be there, but uh, probably not going to be there. I don't think it will ever be there. That game looks too good. Well. Like, it looks too pretty. Yeah. Well, I don't know that they can't do a a lower-res version of it, but it's not happening. It doesn't look like it's happening right now. Uh, And then, what else we got? Oh, if you're in the UK and you pre-ordered the special edition of RE7, uh, rejoice, you're not getting it. (laughs) <laughs> it looks like if you uh, pre-ordered the special edition from the UK retailer game, the only place I think that you can pre-order this version that comes with the uh, the Baker Mansion statues, the huge fucking mansion replica uh, that is coming in broken at all those game retailers. So right now, game is currently canceling those pre-orders, and I don't know what they're going to do about it. They haven't announced any plans to fix them or send new not broken ones, but yeah, if that's something you look forward to that right now... Your pre-order is questionable. Sorry, guys. That's shitty. It's super shitty. It's like a $100 edition of that game. I think, or possibly more. So hopefully they, they get some type of resolution there. And then, uh, what else we got? Uh, I guess the only other thing is, before the games with gold, uh, we got a, a fucking weird update from KI Cup, if anyone cares about KI Cup, Killer Instinct Cup. Uh, they've banned teabagging at all their KI Cup-related events. What if it's just perceived as teabagging? I don't know. Like, what is the... Like, how do you enforce a ban like that? You can just make them not do it. I don't know. Yeah. I guess you DQ them if they do it, but, like, how can you prove someone who was... I mean, if it's obvious teabagging, but maybe you're saying, like, subtle teabagging? Yeah, like, what if you just crouch down right at the end? What if you accidentally do it? I I just think that is really stupid. To ban it or to have teabagging? To ban it. Yeah, it's... I agree. A lot of people like the Both arguments I've heard. <laughs> the arguments I've heard in favor of this ban are like, "Oh, well, it throws people off their game, and it's not right for a professional environment. And if the FGC wants to become more esports, like we can't be doing this shit." A professional and, environment. This is fucking video games. For yeah. fuck's sake. I mean, that's the ca- that's primarily the counter argument. Is like, a like who gives a shit, and then b, uh. Like, as far as fighting games are concerned, like, I can see FPSs, like, teabagging, I don't know, maybe that doesn't, maybe it doesn't play into that, but, like, because the mind games are such a big element on high-level fighting games, that teabagging is a form of throwing your opponent off their game and making them angry and making them make mistakes. Like, if five is, like, half in your mind. Yeah, and I feel like if you are letting yourself become susceptible to the frustration of being teabagged, that's on you as a player. Correct. Like they, they shouldn't need to teabag. Like we even there was teabagging in the fucking Capcom Cup this year, and it was not met with anger and frustration. It was met with oh shit and man, damn it. <laughs> if anything, it got more ridiculous. people to watch. It's like oh wait, what? Someone's talking shit, like or yeah, doing some shit. The thuggery of the FGC is long is long established. <laughs> I don't think removing this is going to change anything. And like to be honest, it seems. I'm not saying that it is, but it, it comes across a lot like a fucking publicity stunt to get people talking about KI Cup again. Which is not necessarily a bad thing. Like, people should play KI. KI is awesome. It just is this particular event has uh, probably fix it. been poorly booked. Uh, so that when you let babies, babies play. You complain. 
Smash your face against the stick. Easy combo. <laughs> that's, I did it. Look at me. Not, I do that's combo. Not, that's not fair. It's not fair, but that's pretty much what they made that game. <laughs> I mean, that's what they made that game on the casual level. It's not happening in tournaments. Oh, I thought you said that combo assist could be used in tournaments. I mean, it could, but it's not. there's no reason you would want to do that because manuals are, are not possible with combo assist. Oh. There's a level that I'm not seeing here. I understand. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, <laughs> the point is, fucking, what the fuck, guys? Teabag when you want to. I don't give a shit. <laughs> Uh, and yeah, that's that's pretty much it for the news. There's like I said, there's a lot of stuff, uh, but not a whole lot of things we need to go deep on. And then we can finally talk about games of the gold for February. I, I've been looking all day to see if we can find the PS Plus games yet, but they're not. I don't think they're announced. Yeah, they'll probably come out in a couple days. So uh, we got games of gold. So coming to you this February first, you will be able to get Lovers in a Dangerous Space Time and uh, The Secret of Monkey Island Two. Which has a subtitle I cannot remember. Um, Secret of the Monkey. King. Is it even secret, or did I? I, I might have even applied that incorrectly. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's just called Monkey Island too. Monkey Island too. It's the special edition. Special and edition. Yeah, there's something. The name of the guy. I've not played those games, so I don't actually I'm know what the subtitle is. But you can pick up those on the first, uh, and they'll be available. The dangerous. Lovers in the Dangerous Space Time is available all the way through the 28th. Um, Monkey Island 2 is only available to the 15th. And then on February 16th, you can get yourself a copy of Star Wars Force Unleashed for Xbox 360. Uh, Backwards compatible. And that's available to the 28th. And uh, for Xbox One on the 16th, you get Project Cars up through March 15th. Skybrush Threepwood. Okay, there you go. Is that the good guy from those games? Yeah, I don't know. I I think this is the bad guy in the subtitle. Project Cars looks like a decent game, right? I don't know. It's going to be free, so... Yeah, I maybe heard I'll that check it was it a out. very good driving simulator game. I, yeah, that's kind of my so. problem, is that I don't really... Like, I don't have I can't any interest drive in driving simulators. In real life, yeah. so... I will, oddly enough, I will pick a driving game up every two years or some shit and play it for like a month. Usually I'll do that if the game is Need for Speed, Hot Pursuit, or Burnout. And that hasn't happened in, I don't know, like, probably close Come to 10 years it, now. I think that's yeah. pretty much what I would do, too. Yeah. Why well, um, I haven't played one in a long time. It's going to be another For Honor beta by the time we have the next podcast. Yeah, yeah and also, that. I was going to mention it, but it's it's way too late now. So if you're hearing this, it's already too late. But the Le- uh, Neo had its last chance beta this weekend. Is there hmm. a uh, NDA on that? Neo? No, uh, oh wait, were we talking about For Honor? We are, we're both, kind of. I don't oh, know okay. if there's an NDA. Because, I, I mean, I, uh, if there's no NDA on that For Honor beta, For Honor beta, <laughs> that was weird. <laughs> <laughs> Leaving it in. That For Honor beta. And beta. then there's a, Then expect footage of it on the channel. There's that yeah. final Neo demo, too. The the finished Neo. The last chance. Yeah, that's the one I was mentioning. It's uh it just ended on Sunday, I think. Oh, I missed it. I thought it yeah. was today. That's yeah, was, like I said, I wasn't gonna mention it because it, if you're hearing it, it's already too late. But it they had it on I think Saturday last Saturday Sunday. I wanted to play that. I think the Four Honor beta is closed. I'm not positive. It is. But yeah. if it is, that's most that probably means there's an NDA. But like it, like Travis said, if yeah. there isn't, we will put footage of it up. I mean, I signed up for it and hope that I get in. So they say they're going to be streaming on Twitch. So if they're streaming, I mean, I guess they can do what they want. It's their game. It is closed though. Yeah, it I is signed closed. up for as well. 
Yeah. I, the only reason I'm bringing it up is because I'm pre-downloading it now. Because I got in, I guess. Oh, rad. Oh, did they um, send you an email or something? Yeah. Damn. I didn't get mine. We got, we're, we're an hour into our show, so it means we got to get to our final topic, or our final segment of the week, which is our Android Showcase. And this week, uh, we didn't discuss it, so I'm hoping he's ready. And uh, Christian, I need you to tell me about Evo Land 2. Oh, man. You know, I've been thinking, since we started this podcast, I've been thinking about, I knew I was going to do this. I've been thinking about how to describe this game, and it's really hard it's really hard to put it in a single category because it's it's an action it's an action RPG, it's a turn based RPG, it's a uh, it's a stealth game, it's a fighting game, uh, it's a um, top down shooter, it's a, a bullet hell boss bosses. It's just this game is amazing. Um, I don't. This game came out, I think, in 2015 at some point. Um, the only reason I was playing it was because we, uh, I per well, my brother purchased the humble bundle, um, and it was part of it. And he was like, "Fuck it, take this game." And it looked pretty cool, so I started playing it. And um, the thing I remember the most was at the end of this, around the second stage. Now I'm I'm about 14 hours in. Um, I'm definitely halfway through the game. And this game is mostly inspired by uh, by Zelda, not just not just a single Zelda, by all Zeldas. Um, and the the se- the section I just got to is basically the elemental towers. Now they're saying now I have to go out, travel through time. Um, it's it's a little fucked up. Uh, so there's Chrono Trigger in there. Definitely, uh, there's. Um, there's three there's three different timelines the f- the past which is represented in 8-bit style the present which is represented in a 16-bit style and the future which is full 3D like um and i'm actually i, I i've come to the point where i was given a controller which happens to look like an NES controller that allows me uh-huh. to now travel to wherever i want and experience um experience the map in different ways because uh obviously when you go to the past the map is different than it would be in the future um a little bit of world of warcraft in there because the future if you've been playing world of warcraft within the last like four years it's it's a cataclysm event kind of where the entire map has changed because it was a, a big explosion and uh different there's places in different area uh uh, like towns that were in one area are now in different areas because they had to pick up and move because their old area is just a big crater um now the the one i remember the most was uh, towards the end of stage two um i was going i was i thought i was heading towards the boss and i ended up in a in a jail a dungeon type thing where i had to sneak out of it Using a Metal Gear Solid box. <laughs> All like right. The, I'm the, gonna play it. The person I was the 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 character I'm with the the one that they they sent me on my journey with. We get to the box, and as as soon as I see the box on the floor, I'm like, "All right, I gotta get in that box, and I'm gonna have to escape out of this." And so I go to pick it up, and and the text reads, "Hey, what are you doing with that box? It's pretty dumb. It's never gonna work." And then it works. <laughs> 
Um, it's never going to work. It's never worked the, in the history of video games. Why would it work now? <laughs> once we get out of that dungeon, we head into a coliseum where I fight, a, I fight instead of one boss, I fight three bosses. The first boss was, a, was just a little man with uh, three trained bears. And he's like, all I got to do is look at my bears and say attack. And so we do that, and we turn the bears on him, and then I have to fight the bears. So it was pretty cool. I got to see a boss beaten by his own bears. And then Ninja Turtle, Ninja Turtle Squirrels came out, which was really weird. Ninja they all had squirrels? Their own colored, yeah, nin, they're called Ninja Squirrels. And they had the uh, orange, red, purple, blue bandanas over their face, and they were throwing ninja stars. It was really confusing. And the, and the last boss was an 8-bit Illidan. Which you know who Illidan is if you play World of Warcraft. Uh, People who never played World of Warcraft know who Illidan is for some reason. And it it wasn't it wasn't a copy of the boss fight. It was just it it looked like an eight bit Illidan and it was great. Um, Then we fight through all of that and I I go back underground. Now the game has turned into a Super Mario three type area where uh, they introduced jumping, which I never was able to do in that game up until that point. And uh, cage climbing. Do you guys remember where in Mario Brothers where you would climb the cages and then bang on the cage to turn turn the doors around so that you could yeah yeah so that that was happening. It's just I don't remember where the game went after that. I'm pretty sure it went. That's when they first introduced the full 3D world, and uh, the, the the map got a little open, and I was able to do pretty much what I wanted to do. You collect a boat. You get a weird airplane. This game has everything that you could possibly think of. Uh, I just wish it had a little more of it. A little more of everything. Which I might get when I finish the game. Do you know about how long it is? Like I said, uh, I'm about 14 hours in and I haven't been wasting any time. And I'm about halfway through the game. And I only know that because I had to look it up. Because I got to a part where I couldn't... I didn't know what the hell to do. Okay. So, I'm a, it's probably a, a close to 30-hour game. Okay. That's significant. Damn. Yeah, so uh, we, I'll, I'll have a video up on YouTube at some point this week. Um, on our, on our, on our uh, YouTube channel. Yeah, so, and it definitely... That video definitely shows a switch of art styles. And I'm pretty sure... I'm pretty sure everything... Pretty much everything is is covered in there. I'm hoping to get a couple more videos up there to kind of show other things this game can do, because uh, uh, that one video, I don't think, was enough. I Did you send me the new the Evil Land 2 video? Yeah, the one I, I should have. I don't. I sent it the other day. I think I have the good one. The one without the fucked up audio. Yeah, there's one with good audio. It's actually titled Good Audio. Okay, I don't see that anywhere in here. Oh, I just see it should still be up. It's still on my Google Drive. I didn't delete it last night because I figured uh, you may need to still need to email it to me. But um, yeah, that that'll go up probably depending on when I get that. Uh, yeah, definitely this week, probably tomorrow. So by the time you're hearing this, you can go check out our YouTube channel. We got a bunch of shit going up all week. Uh, more Dark Souls. We got Rogue Legacy cabinet. We got Assault and Sanctuary cabinet. Just went up. Uh, John, you took a look at the assembly for us, and Travis, you're continuing to play through Titanfall 2. More episodes of that going up this week. Fucking good. Who'd have guessed? All sorts of fucking content. We got two videos going up a day for the foreseeable future right now, so... Did you get to that factory part yet? 
Oh yeah. Pretty really hype. <laughs> pretty hype that bit. And also that part where it launches you really fast and you have to wall jump a whole bunch. That's pretty yeah. fucking cool. Yeah. Everything about that campaign is. It's really a good awesome. game. It's, it's a really good, good game. Also, and you can see that. Not bad. I've been... You will be able to look at that on our channel, y'all. Yeah. Call it a podcast. Okay. Check us out on YouTube, Android's Dungeon. Check us out on Twitter at Android's Podcast. And of course on SoundCloud at Android's Dungeon. Thank you, everybody, for podcasting. We'll see you next week, everyone. Resident Evil 7's out?